Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello and welcome back to Small Business School. I am thrilled for today's episode because it really comes from this conversation that I've been having with multiple business owners um, and where they're at is they're not understanding why the actions that they're taking and are not leading to like either the financial or like the good feeling results that, um, that they're really looking for. So And I've had an answer that I've given multiple times in the same week. So, you know, those are always ones that need to be shared. So the answer to this question. So what I'm getting asked is like, okay, I'm doing all these things. And like, why isn't this working? And then I'm, I'm seeing this pattern in, you know, I had this issue and then this is how I tried to solve the problem and it didn't work. Okay. So no matter who we're talking to, whether it's about increasing sales or reducing expenses or, you know, like just in general, a business strategy and trying to determine like, well, why is what I'm trying not working? And the answer to my question, and this is a skill you absolutely need to develop in business, but it is seeing things through. Now, this comes more naturally for some of us than others. I don't know if you like follow human design types, but I'm thinking like, Um, manifestors who are like really big picture thinkers getting down into the weeds is hard where it like might come more naturally for somebody who identifies as like a generator maybe you identify as a details person this probably comes easier or um, you know like thinking traction and EOS it's more like that visionary versus an integrator but at the end of the day if you're in a position of leadership and you do not have a foundation of a really strong team underneath you that you're just tossing out ideas and then they're telling you how it would be implemented, then you need to be the one to spearhead this. And it is being able to think through the ripples of a decision. So, you know, if this, then what? Um, You might have heard me say this before in like a reel or something because it's such an important and key concept, but always being able to ask yourself if this, then what? So how does this play out in business? So how I see this happening is, for example, um, let's talk retail stores. Just it's on my mind. I'm recording this like close-ish to the holidays or after the holidays, but retail is always on my mind around this time of year. So I'm thinking like, okay, somebody has sales that they need, or they figure they need sales. And what they're doing is maybe like taking a look at like, okay, well, how do I cut my expenses? And maybe that's cutting staff hours. But if we don't think if this, then what, you know, what are the positives and what are the cons having those, the comparison, then we might be shortcutting ourselves. For example, we might accidentally cut Um, hours during a busy time of the week. We're like, we're just going to cut this day. We haven't actually, you know, we're not going to open that day. We haven't actually went to 
our, um, you know, sales logs to see like, okay, well, you know, how much do we make on Sundays? If we're not going to open on Sundays anymore, we're going to save, save the staff hours. How much do we usually make on Sundays? Um, or maybe we're talking about st extending hours and still like not understanding if the customer demand is there. So how those ripples would play out is we're either cutting or adding to an expense, but we're not realizing like, well, what is the after effect going to be? And we always try to tie that back in to profit. Like, how is this going to affect things? And um, at the end of the day, like the goal is profit, but of course there's things in between, right? Um, another consequence or another ripple of changing staff hours would be that maybe your employees decide that that's not enough hours for them. So now you might have to, you know, retrain another employee or you have to try to find somebody um, that might be really difficult. You know, what is the consequence of that? Is it going to cost you in another way? Maybe it's, you know, just a good idea to bite the bullet and try to weather out a storm um, during a certain time period. Maybe there's another way, like maybe your sales are low on Sundays, but then maybe it's about letting people know you're open Sundays. Maybe people just don't know. So you really have to be able to think through the ripples. This can be said in, you know, service-based businesses as well, especially because in service-based businesses, I see um, leaders like try to adjust how things are done, right? We're always wanting to think through how does this affect my customers or my clients? How does this decision affect them? How does it affect employees? How does it affect our financials? How does it affect me as a leader? And trying to understand the pros and the cons. And when you actually think of it that way, the ripples, then you can, you can understand you know, I made this decision and then this is what may or may not happen as a result. The other thing I think that's really important here is that when we're making decisions, like oftentimes we make a prediction that something is going to work or that it's not going to, like, obviously if we implement it, we think it's going to work, but we don't take the time to sit and follow up. This is um, something that I used to do, uh, learned a few years into business, but when I made a decision, I'm like, okay, I'm going to change this this way. I used to put a reminder in, like I use Apple, so I use Apple reminders, um, but you could put it on your task list or your calendar and it doesn't have to be long. It's just like 10, 15 minutes of sitting back and thinking, you know, a month from now, like, did that work? Was it as effective as what I wanted it to, to be, um, both from like a feeling perspective and if you measured it, so did it have the success? Sometimes the, you know, the road, um, or the runway for it might be a little bit longer to see the results. So maybe you book something like six weeks out or whatever. But the point is to actually see if it worked. Because what what else happens is, is we have these, you know, fires to put out, we have a problem, and we're going to solve it. But we end up just jumping from problem to problem. And then all of a sudden, we're like, wait a minute, I thought we solved this problem. Like, now we're back here. Oh my gosh, this isn't working. And it almost feels like it's blindsiding you. It kind of like ruins your nervous system. It feels like, oh my gosh, like, what else do I not have my eyes on? Um, like, what am I missing? But it's really just that, like, you didn't purposefully, um, you guessed at what was going to be a fix and you didn't purposely go back to it to see if it was fixed or not, right? When you're fixing something um, physically in front of you, if you're fixing a desk, you can see like you tighten all the screws, you give the desk a shake and you're like, okay, it's fixed. But in business, a lot of the times what we're fixing is arbitrary. So we need to go back. Like, did we increase employee satisfaction? Did we increase customer satisfaction? Did we increase sales? Like, you know, was there an impact to profit the way we wanted to? And asking ourselves if what we did worked. But the key here 
honestly, is to make great decisions from the start so that your success rate when you're reviewing it is more often than not like, yes, yes, yes. And you'll get better at, you know, being aligned and making decisions that do have the positive result. It's not going to be 100% because we always make mistakes, but you'll get great at number one, because you've put the time and effort into like really thinking through instead of just like shooting from the hip, you've made a great, you've gotten better at making great decisions. Your results are going to be better. And then that means that that follow-up, you know, a month later is going to take like five or 10 minutes of brain space. And it's not going to be much of anything, but it's also going to make you feel really great. Like, you know, when you have a handle on things because you're not just throwing them, you know, aside every time you think it's been dealt with you're catching the things that aren't. So let's just go back a little bit again to the very start, the making great decisions. Um, I have some other examples of of this decision making and how it affects things. I see um, like discounts offered and when or or even product offerings changed often when people, especially in the service industry, if they're not having the sales that they want, um, instantly they're like, okay, well, I think it's because I like, you know, this isn't selling. I have to change the offer. And the real challenge here is that we actually don't have the information. Um, and I hope that you can identify that is like, do you have all the information to make the decision? Because a lot of the time we're actually missing what customers want. I don't know why, but that is one of the areas that people resist so hard. I think they're scared of being not liked or told that they're not good enough or told their idea is not good enough. And somehow they associate that with like a customer telling them that they could do better. So they do not go out to customers and say like, hey, what are you looking for? They're scared that maybe it won't align with what they want. They don't know how to answer them. They're scared that it might, you know, a customer may not like how they were served. And then they'll really take it to heart. So they just don't ask the questions. But that means that we're not serving people the way that they want to be served. So that market research and asking the right questions is so important, having that information. And then, like I said, like having that ripple effect. Um, another really great example of the ripple effect and like understanding like what does this mean down the road is offering a sale on a um, on a product based business where you're like oh my gosh like cash flow is tight I need to offer a sale so you go out and instead of like taking a look at all your options instantly you're like I'm just gonna put a 50% off sale on and and then hopefully that sells well when you cut your margin so drastically on your sales you're basically getting rid of the inventory at you know cost ish maybe a little bit of profit but you're getting rid of it at cost ish so the challenge with that is is like okay you had the inventory now you're selling it at the same cost but then you're going to turn around and use that money for um, paying rent and paying bills and paying employees and when you do that that money's gone but so is the inventory so in a product-based business knowing those ripples like okay well how is how is profit generated it's like um, or how is money in the business generated and how do you grow is like by making a profit. So if you don't make a profit, you don't have any money to rebuy the inventory, right? If you don't make a profit off of each order, you're not paying your overhead. So, you know, those, those decisions to offer a discount, maybe it is well thought out. You're like, you know what, it's taking up sh um, space on the shelf. This is going to go obsolete. It's going to be um, something, you know, like out of season, we want to get rid of it. Okay, sell it for what the product cost. Um, but then you're using it to buy product for the next season, not necessarily just 
using it for rent. So what else could you do? So when you're making that decision and you're like, oh, I'm just going to sell this and then um, put this discount on and it's going to solve all my problems. You can see here where I'm saying that the result is not what you want it to be. The result, two months later, you're still going to be in a tight cash flow position because you're going to be like, okay, so I paid my rent that month, but now I have nothing on my shelves to sell. And this is where that that short-sighted decision-making at the start has left you still going like, why is this not working? Why is this not working? Why is this not working? We need to be able to see the bigger, bigger picture and the ripple effect. So what I would love to encourage you to do is to build on that skill set of, you know, looking through the results of your decision-making, you know, how do the, does this all trickle out? What is the true effect going to be? And also just maybe acknowledge the fact that our brains, science says our brains are actually wired to confirm what we already believe. So if you already have this predisposition where you're like, hey, this is going to be successful, I hope you just identify walking into that activity that you're going to have to be able to say, you know, is what I'm assuming going to be true? So, you know, questioning some of those um judgments that you have and asking, you know, is that really, is, is my judgment true? Or is this like, you know, coming from a place of this is how I believe it to be. So, um, I hope you found this episode helpful. I just, I'm watching this so often and watching how people continuously end up in the exact same um, position and they try something and then they get burnt out because they're like, Oh, I've tried it. Like I've been trying and trying and trying and trying and nothing's working. And it's that lack of foresight. And this is also a great place to have like a room of other entrepreneurs, ideally somebody who's further ahead than you, who's had experience or somebody who's had experience in a different industry who can help you and knows how to apply it, who can help you look through and be like, okay, what am I missing? Like, what are those roadblocks? Um, if you've been trying things and they're not working, that is where um, a seasoned expert, I think, would be so helpful to help a help you build the skill to do it on your own in the future, but also to provide you the perspective that you're missing um, because business should not have to be hard. We all make mistakes. Absolutely. Um, we all pivot. That's just like part of doing business. But you shouldn't be in a position of just like struggling and surviving for um, a long like period of time because I know what happens is when people exert energy, 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 and don't get it back in terms of a successful business or financial reward, then they give up. So, um, you know, always reach out before you get to that point of burnout so that you do have energy, whatever you, you know, come up with, with a, a mentor, you have energy to implement it instead of being like, you know, past the point of no return. So wishing you all the best and can't wait to chat with you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend. Because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know, you want to send a letter, but 
any way you want to share. I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.